the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We are a financial educational radio talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your financial life and long-term financial longevity, and that is whether you're working and thinking about what your future retirement will be like, and also for retirees and people who are in actually retirement and um, want to get clarity about um, maybe it's tax law changes and how they may impact other financial news. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team is an Ohio-registered fee-based fiduciary planning firm where what you think of as traditional financial planners. And we've been helping people in the greater Cleveland area now for more than 30 years through unbiased objective analysis. Um, the company is known for comprehensive, very detailed, customized plans. And um, at least when it started, and certainly um, when Mark Donnelly and I'm Kara Waddell started with the company many years ago, um, it was the coordination of advisors that wasn't happening on the level. It was for extremely wealthy people had advisors talking to one another, but certainly bringing that to everyone is, um, you know, that it's not unheard of for your investment person to talk to your CPA, to get the insurance professional, get the attorneys. And, and we've done that for our clients for multiple years is trying to get people to brainstorm or come up with concepts or bounce ideas or to double check that, hey, this is um, something that clients trying to do. And sometimes things, even when an advisor tells a client something, they don't always implement implement it correctly. And it's getting everyone in place to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed so that you're not running into trouble. Um, so the coordination advisors, I think, is a, a big thing that we started many years ago. We also have evolved over time. And not only do we have the retainer fees, we do have hourly planning options. We are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and also have won the Super Service Award for Angie's List for multiple years. And uh, we, we work hard to give people, when we talk about the objective analysis, before we make any recommendations, sometimes we get calls even from our clients saying they want a quick answer. And Mark, you're famous for saying, do you want a quick answer or do you want the right answer? Yeah, it, it's it's very <laughs> it's not a personal of, of experience. It's I don't know if there's ever a quick answer. Right. And if somebody is worried enough to be calling Carrie us on the phone, right. it's probably not a quick answer. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it is. Sometimes right. it's just 
one of the rules. Right. But sometimes if it's something particular to the case, because often there are exceptions to the rules. So it's sometimes doing a little research and just getting, you know, the client records and just kind of reviewing and before we make it uh, answer. And certainly there is much analysis before a recommendation is made. And what the math modeling, which is what we're known for, that traditional financial planning gives us clarity of saying, if these things happen, this is the steps I need to take. If I want to retire at this date and I want to have these spending with all these variables, whether it's inflation, tax rates, different assumptions for expenses over different, different, when income hits over what time, you know, what's the big picture each and every year? What's the cumulative benefit if I follow plan A versus B? Um, what's the tax savings if I follow? You can you can see that modeled out and you're much more comfortable making a decision. And for people working, it's if I retire at 65 versus 68. Maybe there's bonuses that you want to hang on for. Maybe, you know, has anybody talked to you at your company? It may make sense to retire January 1st versus right. December 1st. That we've, the, uh, yeah, we, so many times that comes up and mm-hmm. we always say if somebody, you know, it's always that natural, well, I'm going to retire at the end of the year. It's like their first question is, just by any chance, if you work a month or two months into the new year, is there any benefit for doing Sometimes that? if you've been there a long time, some people get bonuses. They ask for a vacation. You get a hu- huge vacation. Um, so, and, and certainly if you're someone who's retiring before 65, it's the health care. So sometimes there's advantages. And I think the best thing, it's the little things that can make a big difference in your overall plan. And it's giving people the clarity of knowing what you need to do. And and we also have a group of people that come in new that are already retired. Um, and they've already made that retirement decision. But it's the clarity of saying, how do they create maybe the cash flow they need? Mm-hmm. And even take right. a step back, because I, I was telling you, we talk about our captain, uh, captain Obvious the other day um, on the Internet. It was a big study that came out. That, and there were interviews, there were articles, and even uh, videos about Amer- most Americans don't know their number when it comes to what they need for retirement. Hmm. No kidding. Hard to so it, it's really just defining what is your retirement lifestyle? What do you want and what's realistic and what is not? And if it is realistic, if you create the cash flow you need as tax efficiently as possible, in essence, you're minimizing your taxes and getting a bigger ben- net benefit from those choices, which that often comes into play when you're, um, people have, comp- we have people who are retired, they come in, they already made the decision, they already started Social Security, they already made their pension elections, but they have this big company plan or IRA in the background, and it's designing an efficient tax distri- or distribution plan from those tax qualified assets. I mean, we have a whole class dedicated to that. So we look at all these issues. Also, what are financial disruptors that people face? Um, it could be the market volatility. I know you're going to talk about today or a market correction or a pending recession. Maybe you're worried about because you're close to retirement or you want to do some spending, but you don't know how that's going to affect. Um, could be potential problems, whether it's um, also a premature death of a spouse. We've had that happen. How is that going to affect your income, especially if you've already made the election? What's your survivorship? Maybe you thought you were going to live longer because you're younger than your spouse, but so you took a zero survivorship or a 25 or a 50. Um, a long-term care stay. I know a lot of a lot, many people don't want to face that, or um, they don't want to yeah. deal with that issue. Yeah, Nobody wants it. to go to a nursing in the ground. But um, it, it's a big issue. So if you model those, maybe you'll get a little bit of peace. And nobody wants to go in a nursing home. But isn't it 
might give you peace of mind if you know I can afford a nursing home in the later years so that I have some choices instead of going on the government's plan of Medicaid. Right. I mean, sometimes having a choice of what facility is a big deal to people. Or I want to have the option because a lot of, um, you know, to stay home. I want to know if I can stay in my home and pay people to come in. Right. So those are the issues we deal with. And you're listening to Financial Food for Thought again. And you can call the estate planning team for more information. We we offer a free no-obligation consultation for people who want to come in and look at these issues. And it's a great opportunity. Um, we're very different than other advisors out there. So there's no pressure. So if you just want to come in, we do consultations also by phone. Um, we're scheduling now actually through the end of summer. So if you call the office, we will call you back on Monday morning. Also tune in. I'm going to do a Father's Day weekend special for people who have been sitting on the fence debating about whether to come okay. in. And if you don't come in, that's okay. But um, I like Father's Weekend. That's what yeah, I usually call Father's it. I think, I think fathers need more than... I'm going to book a campaign. I know, I still we have need more a, than one day, Carrie. I still have... Uh, a little time. I'm glad it's tomorrow to still think of a. Yeah, I think it should gift. be Father's Weekend. Weekend you know, starting yeah. at Friday at five o'clock through Sunday midnight. Can I start yeah. that campaign? Yeah, I'm sure people would like that. Although, yeah. did you see that um, people spend less on Father's Day than they do Mother's Day? I have Day? some numbers about how much we spend. Oh, do on you? Father's okay, Day. it was, it was less than Mother's Day. Okay, well, well, you know, uh, but um, ching ching. Anyway, so tune in. But if you want more information or do want to take advantage of the consultation, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. We don't have any classes. We won't be scheduling any classes till the fall. But you can certainly sign up for the newsletter, which will... um, You'll you'll get the monthly monthly or sometimes twice a month newsletter and other financial alerts as they come up. I sent one out this week about the federal um, the interest rates, so you can sign yeah, up talk, for yeah. it's free um, and just get some good information. That's financialfoodforthought.com. And they, I want to thank people for coming out to our our summer class this week. Yeah, and and you know we a lot of good um, questions. Um, there were questions. About Social Security elections, you know, and the idea that, you know, the restricted benefit and what, you know, and trying to understand the law change that happened in 2015. And and, and again, you don't have to crunch those numbers at home anymore. You know, all, all the professional advisors, you know, most of us, we do have, have the software that the robot that can crank out the numbers and quickly you know, zero in on what's the most, you know, beneficial election you should make based on your circumstances. So, you know, if you've never seen a robot's, you know, Social Security analysis, and I mean a good one, I'm not talking about one you find on the Internet that, mm-hmm. you know, is, is something. No, I'm talking about a professional one that really, you know, you can play what if games and and you and and get a good, you know, a good projection out. If you've never seen one of those, come in for a free consultation, mm-hmm. and whether you become a client or not at the estate planning team, uh, we, if you want that Social Security um, analysis, we'll have one run for you, and you can take it home with you. Now, again, you'll have to provide the numbers. I mean, we're not going to go out you know, and get your Social Security benefits. Um, you'd have to provide that to us ahead of the consultation. Other questions at the class, um, Roths, right? Roths, IRAs. You know, mm-hmm. Mark, what are Roths? You know, should I be doing a Roth? And, right. you know, still carry a lot of confusion between Roth IRA 
contributions versus Roth IRA conversions. Right. And Mm. they're different. They're Mm -hmm. different tax rules. And you can't, you know, you got to, you know, understand the difference. And, you know, you may want to do both. (laughs) You know, you may not want to do either. Um, And then what's further confusing the issue is now that company plans, 401ks, may be offering you a Roth option as opposed to the traditional 401k. So now there's additional separate rules for Roth 401ks different than Roth IRAs, right? So, so you know, there's a lot of confusion out there. We get the questions, and um, and you know, and, and and you know, again, our contention is not we're not saying that everybody should be doing a Roth conversion, but we may be saying everybody should be at least looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah, you mentioned the um. The interest rate, you know, mm-hmm. the big financial week with, the, you know, the Federal Reserve, you know, and the new chairman, you know, Jerome Powell, and they did, ri- you know, raise interest rates. And he had a very interesting, um, you know, uh, press conference, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, committee meeting, whatever, you know, public, you know, and, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and, you know, and the idea is, all right. Are you know when you're building a financial plan? Are you are you ever taking off the rose-colored glasses? In other words, you, you know you may be saying, uh, you know, have you modeled in the next market correction and or U.S. recession, which could you know you know and and anything could anything could trigger it off right now, Carrie, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look what you know. Look at all the you know the China trade war, um, right? The the North Korea, you know, Russia. I mean, I could go on and on and on, right? Um, you know, and, and the idea is saying, you know, and, you know, but there's no consensus out there in the, in, you know, between the experts, whether you're talking about the Wall Street um, or you're talking about the economists and their ivory towers or if you're talking about our politicians. Right. There's no consensus about, you know, when this next shoe is going to fall. Is it this year? Is it next year? There's a lot of talk today about the recession 2020. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, but either way, I think the the point is to, you know, we always say hope for the best, plan for the worst. I mean, we have clients this year because they've been worried because this long run of a potential correction where people modeled maybe I, I was thinking of a case we met with um, this week. It was a 2% growth in 2018, a 5% loss in 2019, no growth in 2020, and then back to the 4.5% ongoing for their projections in 2021 and beyond. So you just being able to see that says, does that change my plan? Does that change my discretionary spending? Does it change my targeted retirement date if I'm working? Or does it right. not? And it's different for everyone. Right. And that's the idea. That's what the estate planning team has been helping clients build custom financial plans for over 33 years. And and that's how we do it. We say, okay, you build plan A. That may be your, your most likely case scenario. But let's go ahead and build a plan B, a plan C. Or what we're talking a lot of times about the plan R, which is, you know, your your R could be stand for the recession plan or a recovery plan or, um, you, you know, the entitlement reserve plan. You know, a lot of people are saying, right. Mark, I, I think I believe in these, uh, you know, all the scare talk about how Social Security 
Security is going to cut benefits, you know, in year 2034. Well, we could build, we could tell the robot to model that in and say, and assume that you're only going to get 75% of your Social Security benefit, then 100%. Or no growth on Social Security benefits. Um, yeah. So those are the, that's what, you know, now you're maybe building what we call a plan R and you're saying, okay, am I still going to be okay? Under Plan R, in other words, uh, do I still have enough money to last as long as I my peace of mind is telling me it's going to let you know I'm going to live? Um, can I still retire? You know, at, at my planned retirement date. You know, my favorite R is the reality check when you say. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I thought it was a resuscitation plan, but no. right. um, but um, all right, so. Um, we just got, you know, uh, and I talked to Carrie, you know, you were on vacation last week. How was your vacation? Very good. It's yeah. always good to get away. Yep. Sure. Although I still check emails. <laughs> okay. Uh, the beauty of technology. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, I didn't send you any emails. I left you alone. No, you didn't. Okay, yeah. Um, all right. Um, so you're back. So uh, last week here, I, I mentioned a little bit about, you know, the I speaking of robots, the IRS is their robots are working overtime, right? Okay. And so I was talking a little bit about last week about um the CP two thousand notices, which that is is when the IRS computers carry send out a notice because they're trying to match your ten ninety nines and your W twos, you know, because remember they get copies of those, right? Right. Um you get a copy and they get a copy directly from your custodian, right? And if and the computers are, you know, matching that, and if there's a mismatch, the computer just sends out a notice, right? And, you know, Carrie, we've talked about how 1099Rs can be wrong all the time, mm-hmm. right? Or you forget one or whatever. So anyways, uh, but, you know, the idea is don't panic if you get one of those, right? Right. You know, um, and, you know, but so, so, and then the other thing, too, is that... Um, you know, so this week, though, there's a little bit more news. So the IRS is testing a new pilot program involving online correspondence exams. Now, this is going to be confusing, right? Because there's a lot of IRS scams out a there. A lot, right. All right. And, and everybody should know now that the, you know, the IRS, you, you know, isn't going to call you on the telephone. Right. And threaten jail, which last year I had multiple calls. This year I've only had one. Right. But said, uh-huh. yeah, if you don't, the share. And actually it's a robocall because it used to be an actual person. Now it's a like a computerized voice that says the sheriff's department will come to your house if yeah, you don't. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and also, you know, the IRS typically isn't sending you e- personal emails. Right. OK. Um, now. But so this may get confusing to people, but they are, you know, they they are now going to test this pilot program where they're saying now that, um, you know, for 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 like, again, random computer generated, you know, audits carry, you know, that when when there's a discrepancy, for example, in itemized deductions or they they talk about, you know, how so many people are messing up the child care credits and the education credits. Right. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a written invitation. So it's still going to come, you know, snail mail, right? You're going to get a written invitation to participate. And, you know, and then if you and working with your tax advisor, if you want to say, yeah, I'm willing to do this audit online as opposed to a desk, you know, audit. Okay. They're going to start and and then it'll be an electronic type of information back and forth to see if you can resolve this issue electronically, you know, without a face-to-face meeting. So that's something new. So we'll see how that um, works on. But, you know, the other thing too, Carrie, you know, the IRS, um, they're hiring right now. 
Okay. Right? You know, they got the Help Wanted sign out. Okay. Did you hear this? No, I did not. Okay. So, you know, remember because, you know, we've been saying for a while, you know, with the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, one of the reasons that, it, it, you know, we're, what we're you know saying we're going to be learning about this for a long time is because, to my knowledge, the IRS hasn't even issued regulations on it yet. And so now we got the year half done with a new tax law. And the IRS hasn't even issued regs yet. And and I think part of the reason is because I don't know how many people are working at the IRS now. We know the two top positions are vacant still, you know, the commissioner and the second in command. Um, but in either case, um, you know, what they did was they did ask Congress for some bucks. Okay. Because they say we're going to need they some money so, so, right. to, to, you know, gear up and start, you know, so we can first understand and this t- new tax law and then try to issue our regs and then have the people and staff to start answering the questions that all Americans have about the new tax law, right? So they asked for $320 million, and they finally got it, okay? Um, So after years of seeing its staff dwindle because of attrition and budget cuts, the agency is now hiring. Now that it has gotten the $320 million to implement the new tax law— and could receive an additional $77 million more from Congress. So it's looking to bring on lawyers and other tax protectioners to work on guidance to develop and revise tax forms and publications and to provide educational outreach to preparers and taxpayers. It'll also need workers to staff the expected boost in calls on its toll-free helpline. Hmm. So there you go. So they got their money, um, and, you know, is that good news or bad news? It depends on how you look at it. Um, all right. So what did we learn from the Federal Reserve chairman this week? Um, so, you know, again, they raised rates, but um, pretty much he's, you know, he's pretty positive. He'd be on the bullish side right now. Um, and But there's a new term out there. You know, remember I was talking about there's no consensus. Well, how about this for just one description I saw of what the Fred, the Fed's chairman's um, speech was about, you know, you know, how's this? Summed up as optimistic uncertainty. Okay. It, 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 is, do I have a better example of why there's be no consensus out there? Yeah, I'm going to be positive, but I have really no idea what's going to happen. So we have optimistic uncertainty. Okay, so what is that supposed to mean? Well, again, what he's saying is everything's fine. Unemployment is low. Okay. Um, you know, it's at what, 3.6% right now? Um, inflation is stable. Uh, okay. Um, but you know, what are they not sure about? Well, you know, where that neutral setting on interest rates sits, you know, are they, do they need, how, how high do they need to raise interest rates? You know, the, the fear is if they rise interest rates too quickly, they'll overeat the economy and boom, you know, um, you know, a lot of people are watching the flattening yield curve this week, right, Carrie? You okay. know, at one point, I know, you know, t- uh, the two-year Treasury was at 2.5% and the 10-year was at 29 It's only 40 basis points. That's pretty flat. You know, a lot of people say if that inverts and, and, and the short-term rates go higher than the long-term rates, the gig's up. The party's over. Right. Okay. And, you know, U.S. recession, boom. Um, all right. So, you know, a lot of people were watching the flattening yield curve this week. All right. Um, so how the job market is really running, you know, I mean, you know, okay. Unemployment's low wage growth still isn't stellar. You know, what's going on there? Um, 
And then, and then what, you know, what is the Fed, what they're going to do with the interest on excess reserves um, going forward. So, um, you know, rate increases, who are the winners and losers? Um, well, if you're looking to get CDs, you're, you're, you're going to be happy because okay. CD rates are going to be going up. Have you, have you rebuilt your CD ladder? Okay. Um, so have you, are you watching? Are you ready to act when you see these, you know, great, you know, um, uh, deals that some of these banks mm-hmm. are going to come out with? You know, if you see a, 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 an advertised special, grab it. Right. Okay. Um, right. Um, who are some of the losers? Well, you know, um, if you're in adjustable rate mortgages or your home equity line of credits, your auto loans, you know, I mean, nah, auto loans aren't too much affected maybe by the Fed, but certainly um, credit cards, definitely uh, home equity line of credits, you know, you're going to see that, you know, that rising interest rate and that's going to hurt. Um, so what are other some people say? Well, um, so, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, after nine years of economic recovery, you know, since, you know, 2009, when we, supposedly the Great Recession ended, the Federal Reserve is guiding a U.S. economy that is close to ideal as it could have dreamed of a decade ago. All right. Um, so these are the people who are saying everything's fine. Right. Um, U.S. is now growing at a pace. And I think you saw this, Gary, too. Four percent. Right. I mean, remember, that was one of the President uh, Trump's, right. you know, uh, campaign promises. Right. Um, are, do we have four percent? Four percent, right? Because they're saying, based on retail sales, are five point nine over the growth in the last twelve months. When you take out gas sales, it's still at a five percent yearly pace. They're saying U.S. households are back to free spend. You know, spending. yeah. I mean, the, the consumer confidence in the U.S. is way, way up. Mm-hmm. That's what some people are worried about. But you know, well, let's go back right. to the deposit, right? Um, and they said we spent more on um, garden store, you know, home and garden this, that okay. season, right? Um, gas stations, you mentioned that. Right. And restaurants. Okay. Now, have you spent more at restaurants, Gary? No, same. Okay. Um, all right. Um, but they're saying, yeah, can, you know, can, U.S. retail sales is, is huge. I mean, it's on fire. All right. Um, so, you know, and so, you know, U.S., um, you know, Four percent GDP. Um, unemployment's low as it's been in a century. Um, inflation has safely edged up toward the official target. Okay, you know the Goldilocks solution. Did did Yellen on her way out and Paul on his way in? Did they get it? Is it done? Okay, um, you know all the nightmares that you know long haunted, but you know both the hawks and the doves, you know, have not come to pass. They're saying, remember, mm-hmm. it was all the, um, you know, remember Bernanke was was raked over the coals for for doing the uh, the QE and the Q one, Q two, right. and Q three, right? Um, and you know, with keeping interest rates zero for years, you know, three point five trillion in bonds, you know, extraordinary effort. To boost the recovery. Well, maybe it worked. I mean, Mm -hmm. we haven't had all the horror stories that people were predicting. Um, Prices did not spike in response to the immense monetary stimulus, um, nor has the job market cooled since 2015 when the Fed began tightening policy. Okay, Um, this rate hike effectively marked a shift to a neutral stance in which the policy rate, you know, matches inflation at just under two percent, leaving zero, you know, real accommodation. Um, the current economic expansion is the second longest in U.S. history. As a matter of fact, it will set a record carry if it goes another year. You know, if it gets to June of next year, June of 2019, and we don't have a recession, it will be considered the longest economic expansion mm. in U.S. history. Okay. That's, by the way, are why some people are getting worried. Right. right? It's just a matter of time. Um, 
But, you know, what's on the immediate horizon, what's going to get in the way? Um, you know, the tax cuts are working. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, government spending money. Um, all right. You know, loan employment. I don't know. You know, what's going to trigger it? Um, so the idea is saying, all right, if everything is great, but, you know, for every article I could say that is saying everything is fine, don't worry. And I call that the Alfred E. Newman camp, right? What, what me worry. There's a, I can give you another article who's someone who's saying, no, be worried. Doom and gloom and it's coming and prepare and. Um, you know, and so the idea is, you know, are you building. Are you prepared? I mean, that's a kind of right. sometimes saying, um, you know, are, are you pre- prepared for, I mean, people get homeowner's insurance just in case there's a fire or do you, are, do you have a plan? Right. In other words, have you modeled in the next, I don't care what you call it, a right. correction or a recession? Mm-hmm. You know, have you told the robot to model in it? That's maybe your plan R. Have you built, well, we've talked on the show about how to build a cash reserve. Do you have a cash reserve? If I know I'm going to have these expenses, do you have enough if, if something does happen? Right. So if the economy is humming, here's an article, Gary. If the economy is humming, so why do experts foresee a recession in 2020? Okay. Why um, is it just a time? It's time for one. It's time. Now, I mean, again, you could have the old, you know, Wall Street joke, you know, that, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, the specialists, the, the experts have predicted 10 out of the last five recessions, right? But, um, but you know, everybody knows there is, is going to be another. Does everybody get that? You know, there is right. going to be another U.S. recession. At some point in time. Yeah. Does everybody understand that? Mm-hmm. Okay, there will. I'm going to go on a limb, Carrie, and say okay. at some point there will be another U.S. recession. Right. Okay. Um, you can mark my words that, that we will have another recession at some point. The question is when. Right. And how bad and how long. Um, that's where there's no consensus right now. Right. The goal, if we have one, and it just doesn't last very long. Okay. Um, Maybe by, it'll be a record short one as much as this will be a record long. Okay. By many measures, the economy is in its best shape since the Great Recession in 2007, 2009. Okay, again, for the same reasons we've all heard, unemployment at 18-year lows, um, average wage growth is, you know, growing finally. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you, you know, this, the, the, the longest, you know, economic expansion in U.S. history. Um, you know, but again, half the economists out there, you know, that were surveyed by the National Association of Business Economics see a recession starting in late 2019 or early 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, there's okay, and Carrie, you mentioned that in the past. Well, half don't, Mark. Right. right. So if half do believe that, that means still fifty percent don't believe that. Right. So, but now let's just tick the calendar out to the end of twenty twenty. Okay. All right, because I just mentioned June end of nineteen right. to the beginning of twenty twenty. Right. Well, if we just you know um, extend that out to the end of twenty twenty, right? Now two thirds believe it's going to happen by then. Okay. So that's a little bit higher of a percentage. Right, because now we're going past of the longest period. Okay. Um, the late stage of an economic expansion is most vulnerable to a popping of the bubble. It's typically when unemployment falls, hmm, um, inflation heats up, hmm, and the Federal Ra- Reserve raises interest rates to cool the economy down, often going too far, and investors and consumers pull back. 
Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's the time when it feels like all is going fabulously that we make mistakes, overreact, and, you know, overborrow. Mm-hmm. So if you've been hearing us talking about how America is uh, got a, a few debt issues. A few? Okay. I told you this week, what was it, one trillion of millennials? And I don't know if we'll get to it today. If not, I'll save it for now. One million, or there's one trillion that millennials have in debt. Between, student loan debt. Between student loan and credit cards. I well, yeah, America in general, I think the student loan debt's approaching $1.5 trillion. This was saying um, just millennials. That's just millennials, student... but the baby boomers have student loans, too, um, and your generation, next right. generation. Um, you've got, you know, auto loans are over a trillion, credit cards over a trillion. Right. Um, you know, and see, when people have confidence, they borrow. They they say, "Hey, I got my my wages are going to be going up. I can right. get a better job." You know, ever you know, there's going to be no layoffs, and uh, I need the I need to buy uh, those Father's Day's gifts. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. So um, a re- a recession fundamentally is an outbreak of pessimism um, that causes consumers and business to rein in spending. Okay, now. So, um, okay, an added ingredient that could spark a recession is a scenario of uh, is high asset prices. Okay, you know, pr- prices of Standard & Poor's, you know, the S&P 500 stocks are 19.6 times profits during the past four quarters. That's above the 50-year average of 15.7, but well below the bubble peak of 28.9 in 1999. So, you know, you can look at, you know, so the care, you know, so who do we believe, Karen? Do we believe know. the bulls or the bears? Well, I guess it really doesn't matter what I believe or not. It's going to give me peace of mind to have a plan saying, okay, I'm going to believe the, maybe I well, want two plans. Maybe I want the bull plan and the bear plan and see how much adjustments I need to make if I fall into the bear plan. All right. So just to prove my point, I've got a few articles here on both sides. Okay. All right. Because I said for every article I can, you know, right? the, you know I can show you an opposing article. So should I do the bulls or the bears first, Carrie? Let's do the bears. The bears first? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, business, business, okay, how about here? I mentioned Ben Bernanke before, right? Right. Okay. Um, he was the one that guided, you know, the Fed chairman, that guided us through the choppy, you know, the, the, the storms of 2008. All right. So he came out this week, and you know what his headline is? What? Economy is headed off the cliff. Okay. All right. Um. You know, right now he's alarmed by the combination of a $1.5 trillion tax cut and a $300 billion increase in federal spending, warning that this is, a stimu- this, this is a stimulus at the very wrong moment. Okay. Um, you know, the economy is already at full un- uh, employment. You know, he expects the impact of the stimulus to run its course by 2020. There's that magic time again. Right. Um, after which time he predicts the U.S. economy goes off the cliff. Okay, Um, you know, he's you know, he's also looking at the spread between the short and long interest rates. It's 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 narrowest in more than a decade. Um, You know, you know, Bernanke said that the stimulus is going to hit the economy in a big way this year or next year, you know, before fading in 2020. Okay, Um, Mm -hmm. Bernanke suggested in his remarks that the impact of the stimulus could be extended if Congress revises the spending plan to smooth it out over a longer time period. Other economists suggest that if the stimulus spurs capital investment and upgrade in the workforce, these factors should lengthen the positive effect. Okay. 
Um, but he talks about the stealth slowdown. There's another new term. Okay, I've never heard that. I was going to say that's a new one. Right. The, you know, we had the optimistic uncertainty was our first and new term this slowdown? week. Now we have the stealth slowdown. Okay. Um, and, you know, and, and since late last year, consumer spending growth has been easing, as has personal income growth. Um, so spending is outpacing income growth meaning that consumers are piling up debt and thus will get squeezed by rising interest rates. Okay, that's, you know, and that's what people are worried about. Okay, do you want another bear? Sure. Or should we go, okay. One more and then we'll do the Okay, Dave, David Stockman, he's a famous stock guy. Stocks will plunge 50% in this daredevil market. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Um, you know, um, he was, uh, you know, he was president of Ronald Reagan's um, Office of Management and Budget at one time. Okay, um, he calls it a daredevil market. It's all risk and very little reward in the path ahead. Okay, this market is just way, way overpriced for reality. Right, um, so he's not very, you know, optimistic. All right, so those are a couple of bears. So I got to give you a couple of bulls, right? Right. Okay, the U.S. economy suddenly looks like it's unstoppable. How's that? I like that. Okay. Um, in face of persistent fears that the world could be facing a trade war, synchronized slowdown, the U.S. economy is entering, you know, June with a great deal of momentum. Okay. Um, a better than expected non-farm payroll report, coupled with convincing uptick in manufacturing construction activity, show that the second half approaches with a tailwind blowing. The fundamentals all look very solid right now. Okay, um, you've got job growth and wage gains that are supporting consumer spending and tax cuts as well. There's a little bit of drag on from higher energy prices, but the positives far outweigh that. Business incentives are in good shape. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, let's see if I can find another bull here. Um, let's see. Yardini. Okay. So. All right. Um. Ignore tariffs. Stocks will rise 13%. Okay. Despite the increasingly cautious environment, one market bull is recommending that investors take the noise from the White House with a grain of salt. Okay. So, um, you know, Edward Yardini, you know, you ever heard of him, Carrie? He's a big, you know, research stock guy. Okay. Uh, very famous, right? Uh, okay. Um, you know, you know, he indicated that the commotion in Washington, D.C., you know, all the talk about the tariffs and the trade war, right. all that, you know, um, you know, is creating a lot of unnecessary market anxiety. He expects the S&P 500 to reach a year in price target of thirty one hundred. Wow. All right. Um, representing a nearly 13 percent increase, you know, you know, from from when he made that, you know, prediction. Um, I have never seen a president has been this bullish and bearish at the same time. You know, he said, you know, um, he considers Trump's tax cut with the president's increasingly, you know, protectionist policy agenda. You know, um, so, he, you know, earnings are fabulous, he's saying. You know, I mean, we had a dramatic cut in the corporate tax rate at the end of last year. We should really focus on the signal and the strong signal is earnings. So, um, you know, so there you go. So you have a lot of very smart people. That know their stuff saying very different things. No consensus. But regardless, you can't control what the economy does. You have no control over it. What you can do is, again, have a plan. And 
I can't stress because we've had that happen in the past. We've been around long enough. It, it's much gives people much more peace of mind and they're not quick to emotionally react. If you have a solid plan well before this happens, whether it happens in the next six months or five years at some point to have a f- well-written um, math model or long-term projection of of basically a, a best case scenario and a worst case scenario that you're worried about and knowing how does that impact you? How much should I have in cash reserve? How does that affect my discretionary or my future financial plans? Or what if I, even if we have this recession, I'm still going to be okay. It's not really going to change my plan sometimes. Right. And the thing is, if, if there's a consensus out there and I don't think there is a consensus, but let's say we get a, gr- a growing consensus that the recession could come in 2020. That, by the way, that's a POTUS election year. That's why it's going to be a very key. You know, everyone is saying, well, what's the Democratic agenda to be? I can tell you what it's going to be if, if, if the, 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 the pending recession, if it has to happen by then. Or I think the Democrats are going to hop on the entitlement programs. Um, and, you know, the scare in I think you'll hear a lot about them talking about how the Democrats will solve their entitlement programs because the Republicans haven't. Well, either have they, since um, especially the with entitlement you know, Paul Ryan exiting with never getting his right. entitlement you know, reform done. Um, so if, if, if you're thinking what the Democrats are, I think they're not going to be talking about impeachment. I think they're going to be talking about entitlement reform. And don't let the you know Republicans, you know, cut your Social Security and Medicare benefits. Um Oh, I told you I had a rock and roll birthday boomer. Right. right. Well, I want to remind yeah. people about the numbers, but you can come in for a free consultation. It's much better to have a plan before or in the middle of a crisis and or a potential crisis since we don't know. But come in for a free no obligation consultation. We're going to do the Father's Day incentive, whether you're a father or not. Just okay. For, well, and, in um in celebration of Father's Day weekend, we're going to offer, if you just come in and schedule by the end of July, we know people have busy summers and grandkids and travel, or um, by the end of the, the July 31st, um, just for coming in and scheduling, we're going to do, Mark talked about the Social Security Analyzer, if that applies to you. Also, that free spending analysis that shows you're going to give us some information and we're going to run the projection. Are you overspending or underspending? You're going to see that at the consultation. We're right. going to show you. So can we say, Carrie, that for the Father's Day, we'll show you how much of a man cave you can afford? Could be. Or how much more can you spend on golf or okay. maybe wives? Sometimes we have some wives that want to spend That's on a good Father's Day, Day yeah. special. Um, and then we'll also give you a 10% on our retainer fees or a discount or two hours of bonus planning because we do have hourly options as well. And you can call 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety. I am going to limit to the first ten callers that either call us or leave a message. So if you already left a message anyway, you'd get qualified for that. Um, if you happen to call during the show, or if you go to the website and send an email, those are timestamps. So that's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, you know, listen to Mark Dolly and Kara Waddell and we're the co owners of the estate planning team. Um and so I do have a rock and roll birthday boomer. So okay. let me get, so here's the clue. We'll play this at the end, but uh, Is he a father? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Um but he is a New York City boy. Okay. Um you know, he's turning seventy one this weekend. Okay. Um he's a guitar player. Okay. Mm. Um, a session, you know, so he's played with the likes of um, Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, Carly Simon. But he doesn't. Peter Frampton, okay. Sha Na Okay. He picked up his first car, uh, guitar at age nine. 
Okay. And by age 16, he was hanging out with Richie Havens in Greenwich Village. So he's right, been okay. around electric guitars a long, long time. Um, the cut I'm going to play, okay. I'm sure you have heard, Gary. Okay. All right. But um, I would bet if it's just a guitarist, I don't know his name. No, but even the, but even though it was you know cut in 1972, mm-hmm. which normally you don't get those, but I think right. this is a popular enough song that you would. But get. even if I get the song, I probably won't know the guitarist. But you though. may know the group, or you may know. The, the okay. Um, now, um, and he has a guitar solo in the song, right? Okay, that was rated by Guitar World magazine as the 40th greatest. Wow. Guitar I even, solo in history. Okay, I didn't even know there was a Guitar World magazine existed or there okay. was any. Well, you've heard of Led Zeppelin before, yes. right? You remember their great guitarist, Jimmy Page. Right. Okay. I've heard that. My roommate so, in college actually loved Led Zeppelin, and we would switch off to right. my Pop 40. Your dad chart. might have liked them, too. Yeah. Right? Um, now, Jimmy Page claims it's his personal favorite guitar solo of all time. Hmm. All right. So we'll play it in a few minutes. All right. Um, so before we get to that, but I want to talk a little about the Roth, you know, because we got a lot of questions at the class about Roth IRAs. And, and there's some confusion out there between Roth conversions and Roth contributions. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, you know, so the start, you know, Roth contribution. So if you're still earning money, salaries, wages, you know, or, you know, you know, personally, you have to have earned income. You then can still contribute to a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if you're after age 70 and a half. Okay. So Roth IRA contributions don't end just because you turn 70 and a half. All right. And the reason being is because Roth IRAs don't have a required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. If it's yours. So therefore, there's no requirement that you can stop contributing after age seven and a half. But you need to still be working. You can't right. contribute to a Roth IRA if you don't have earned income. Right. Okay. Um, now, the other restriction is when you can't contribute to a Roth IRA is if you have too much earned income. Mm-hmm. OK, so those thresholds for 2018, you know, um, you know, if you're married joint. You know, the phase out begins at one hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars and, you know, max is and totally gets phased out at one hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. If you're single, you start getting phased out at one hundred and twenty thousand with a full phase out of one hundred and thirty five thousand. OK. OK. Um, the big penalty is if you're married filing separate. And this has caught a lot of people over the years. If you're married filing separate because you're saving a few bucks on, you know, Ohio income taxes, right? right? Um, you you are phased out of IRA contributions at ten thousand dollars. Okay, so you know, be aware of that, right? Um, now, um, but the the second part of this is what we talk a lot about is Roth conversions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's much different, different rules. It's a different, you know, it's different. It's not the same rules as Roth contributions. Now, Roth conversions is when you have existing IRAs that you want to convert over to Roth IRAs. All right. Um, And there, you know, we've been talking about Roth conversions and Roth, you know, ever since 1998, you know, when, when the Roth, you know, came into existence. Um, and the idea is that we've gone through, there's been a lot of tax law changes with Roth IRAs over since 1998. Remember, at one time, there was an income restriction on who could do a Roth conversion. 
But that got lifted. Yeah, that's been gone since 2010. So now Roth conversions, you know, there is no income limitation. There is no age limitation. You know, you can do it before 59 and a half. You can do it after 59 and a half. One restriction is, though, if you have attained age 70 and a half and now you have a required minimum distribution, you are not by law allowed to convert your required minimum distribution to Roth. Okay. Um, that is not allowed. And I hear a lot of confusion about that. Right. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, if you're playing, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you're over seven and a half, once you get your Roth IRA or your required minimum distribution well, done, then you can do a Roth conversion. Let's right. say your required minimum is $5,000. You get that done first. We recommend you get that done first. Don't mix it. Get right. that done first. And then if you want to do a Roth conversion before the end of the year, then additional amounts can be converted to Roth. All right. But it's got to be above the minimum required. Right. And so, you know, if if, if those and, seem confusing, um, you know, just come in for a consultation. And then make sure you do it right because there's no do-over. You can't do the recharacterization anymore like you did before. All right. All right. I know this song. Now, here's our... Here's our guitar solos. I know the song, but I don't know the. I've heard it. Okay. Okay. You you've heard it. All right. You want to wait? Maybe you hear the singer. Maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hear the song. I've heard this song before. I don't. I can't think of the name of it though. Okay. It's uh, Steely Dan song. Okay. All right. Reeling in the years. Okay. Um, and our rock and roll birthday boomer, the guitar soloist, is named Elliot Randall. Okay, yeah. And, um, and, you know, again, you know, this was one of, you know, Jimmy Page's, he said it was his favorite guitar solo. Um, Randall, you know, well, the, the writer of the song, you know, Donald Fagan wrote the song. Mm-hmm. You know, he always said, you know, it's got to be a pretty big hit. They're, they're right. still playing it today, right? You know, he made it in 72. Um, and he had a, he described it as, you know, he always said it was, uh, you know, dumb but effective. Okay. Kind of like, I think, with the gaps, maybe talking about, right. you know, Donald Trump, right? Um, but uh, so he said, you know, it was just a dumb old song, but people liked it. Hmm. Um, and they still like it today. If you are, you know, you said you're not a big guitar uh, aficionado here. No. Do you want to hear how Elliot... I mean, Elliot, I like it, but I don't... Do you want to hear how Elliot describes his guitar solo in this song? Okay. Okay. Um, when he was asked about what rig he used to record the solo, okay, he states, Well, that was my, you know, 63 Fender Stratocaster with a PAF humbucker in the neck position straight into an Ampeg SVT base amp. The SVT wouldn't have been my first choice of an amp or even my fifth choice, but it worked a storm on that recording. Oh, okay. I don't know what he just said. Okay. Um, All right. (laughs) So how much did we spend on Father's Day, Carrie? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I think I saw $200 on average, different things. Close, yeah. I mean, about, um, you know, across the... um, Across the country, about one hundred thirty-five dollars. Okay. Now, do you spend that on your dad? No, I yeah, usually. I don't think and I at this point, my parents are at the point where they, my dad and mom, like they have what they need, or they buy 
they want something, they buy it. So a lot of times I just, me and the kids go over and do jobs for them that right. they don't want to do. So the country is spending about $15.3 billion, okay, on okay. Father's Day. Um, 77, 77% of Americans plan to, you know, celebrate. Right. Okay. Um, and the biggest spenders, Carrie? Who? Malicious Millennials. Hmm, that's probably where I saw the $200 per... Yeah, $188. Okay. Okay, um, ages 25 to 34. Hmm. Okay. Um, there you go. Um, and... You know, I you know to me. You I know, bet it's not the fire group millennials. That <laughs> no, would be excessive. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, no gifting in the fire group. You know, right, that's you know, excessive. You found the fifty thirty twenty. There are no there's no right. room for one hundred eight dollar right. father gifts in the thirty percent. You know, right. discretionary spending. Um, but um, most of it's spent on clothing. Um, but you know, you know, for one hundred eight, don't get dad a tie. Can I tell you that? No. You know, I yeah. say you know. Let me get you know. You know, just if, you, if it says, well, what, Mark, you know, what do dads want? You, know, you can never go wrong with their favorite bottle of their favorite beverage. Okay. All right. Now, $108, that could buy a nice, you know, yeah. single malt. But anyways, Carrie, let's get out of here. Let's All right. So don't forget, you can call the estate planning team. Take advantage of the Father's Day special. You get the Social Security Analyzer if you are, are not already taking it. Um, the free spending analysis that's just for scheduling and being one of the first 10 callers that schedule your free consultation by the end of July. Remember, we have locations. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights. We do free consultations by phone, but we have Beachwood, Fairview Park, Independence, and Westlake to meet for um, for those meetings. And you can call. Remember, we also do the discount, the 10% or two bonus hours. Call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. Right. Now, so if you want to build your plan R, for if you think there could be a recession coming in 2020, time is running out. This year's half gone. Don't leave yourself too short. Get working on a written financial plan so you'll be ready. All right. Enjoy the Father's Weekend. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.